Hello friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 91, One Hit Wonder. I'm Tom, and joining me tonight is Matt. What's up everybody, glad to be back. And just just Matt, obviously if uh, I'm doing the intro, it means Pete's not here. Uh, so we are three guys typically who want to help make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Well, after 91 episodes, I guess we can say we are not a one-hit wonder, and that's pretty cool. Absolutely. No, we've been going at this thing a while now. 91? I think I've been here for like 45 of them, <laughs> it seems like at this point, but I'm so glad to be back. You know, Disney is such a passion for me, and I'm, it's so exciting and so fun to talk Disney, you know, with Tom and Pete, so. Yeah, to give you some background on the one-hit wonder, obviously we're talking about songs, and we are, we're going to discuss the top 10 or so catchiest ride songs at Walt Disney World. Uh, there may be attractions that have multiple songs that are very catchy, in our opinion. Uh, so we're kind of going to dive into that. But before we dive into that, uh, we will go ahead and knock out the uh, news. So let's roll right into it. So I'm pretty excited to be in charge of the news and notes on this particular podcast. This is my debut, so bear with me. And um, We're going to start over in Magic Kingdom. Festival of Fantasy has switched the holiday schedule for next week. Um, so the 3 o'clock parade has become such an institution at the Magic Kingdom that Disney even created a line of merchandise theme around the classic tourist question, you know, when is the 3 o'clock parade? However, beginning on August 16th, the Festival of Fantasy parade will move to 2 p.m. And it's going to stay like that through Halloween and the holiday seasons. Um, you know, why Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, you know, kind of rule the schedule on, around that time. Um, the last Villains After Hours event, um, which actually was August 8th, was a sellout. Um, we have no idea yet if this event's going to return or not, but the last event did sell out, so that's kind of promising looking forward. Moving to Epcot, Future World Pathway um, to close. So due to ongoing construction in Future World, the pathway between the area right behind Mouse Gear and Future World East will tempor temporarily be closed for expansion beginning August 12th. Um, for the northeast section, and then August 15th for the southwest section. Here's some news that's kind of kind of down and kind of makes me sad, but um, Walt Disney World has confirmed that attendance is down so far this year. Um, Disney confirmed this week that attendance at Walt Disney World was down this summer, though they declined to say how much, which likely means the number is pretty big. Um, and though Disney blamed Disneyland attendance dip um, for annual, annual pass holders blackouts happening due to the ongoing and the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They also blamed the East Coast attendance crash on Star Wars Galaxy Edge as well. So uh, while, you know, attendance is down right now, I, I expect it to pop right back up here, you know, soon. There is going to be a new bridge that's going to be installed connecting the Grand Floridian Resort and the Magic Kingdom. The bridge will allow the canal that separates um, Grand Floridian and Poly Polynesian from Magic Kingdom and will allow guests to walk between the resorts to Magic Kingdom. And this will also be another point of access from Transportation and Ticket Center, aside from the monorail and ferry boats. Now here's some exciting news that's coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Reservations are now available for select experiences inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, Disney's Hollywood Studios is currently in the thick of cast member and annual passholder previews for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, I was pretty excited because last week, um, some of my friends that worked there were kind of posting stuff on Snapchat and we could kind of see what it looked like. And it just looks awesome. Um, you know, there's only a few weeks before the official opening of this new land. And they have announced that much like the version of this land in California, there will be a strict reservation system in place for some of the locations at the East Coast Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So this is, you know, in Walt Disney World. 
including Ogus Cantina, Droid Depot, and Savvy's Workshop. This is kind of exciting too. Ogus Cantina will have alcoholic dessert. This will be called the Rodin Ration, and it's described as Tito's Vodka, Apple Pucker, Sprite, Boba Balls. It's expected to be like Oga's obsession at Disneyland. So maybe these are like alcoholic jello shots. I'm not sure, but it sounds it sounds fun. I'm excited for it. And something that's right up my alley, um, the NBA experience at Disney Springs is now open. A ticket to NBA experience will be all-inclusive and will allow guests to access every activity inside this entertainment complex. In addition to be able to experience whatever they want, whenever they want, Guests will also be able to return to favorite areas and experience them over and over again if they wish. Some of the options will include a slam dunk challenge, where guests can change the height of a standard 10-foot hoop to as low as 7 feet to perform their own superstar moves. And it's going to be really cool because this is going to be captured by burst photography. So you're actually going to be able to see yourself, you know, in flight, in motion, you know, moving the ball around, going between your legs in slow motion. It's going to be kind of, kind of a cool thing here. Um, there's going to be an activity that tests shooting skills with spots on a court that light up as guests move from one location to another, attempting to make as many shots as possible in 15 seconds. There's going to be a way for guests to see how they stack up to some of the world's best basketball players by measuring their vertical leap, wingspan, shooting, and dribbling. There will be personalization for various activities with guest names and associating the activity with their favorite NBA or WNBA teams. Um, there's going to be real-time technology to aggregate statistics of NBA and WNBA games and players for continuous updates, while leaderboards will track top NBA experience performers throughout each day. So that's going to be pretty cool. I, I plan to be um, at the top of that top 10 list when I get there. Um, you, know, you can go online and you can find out more about this experience. Um, it looks like tickets are going to cost $34 for adults and $29 for kids aged 3 to 9. So to tie everything up here, I have some more notes. I'm not really going to go into great detail with these, but just I want everyone to be aware of them. It's a Small World will be adding Disney characters to the attraction in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World in 2021. Um, they're also working to replace the queue awnings at the Haunted Mansion. Um, the Disney Villains After Hours event, like I mentioned earlier, has come to a close, and the final event was a complete sellout, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Haunted Mansion's Spirit Photography at Memento Mori is no longer being offered and will soon be replaced. New railings have been installed along the expanded pathway by Cinderella's Castle, which I, I hear is coming along nicely. It looks really good. Um, in order to help manage crowds for the openings of Galaxy's Edge, a second performance of Fantasmic has been added each day from August 29th through September 2nd. So that's going to give every, everybody an opportunity to you know maximize their time at Galaxy's Edge and still not miss anything with Fantasmic, which for my money is still the best show at Walt Disney World start to finish. Um, the refurbishment on Tower of Terror is now quietly wrapping up, meaning the recent extension in wait times will soon be dropping back to normal. And lastly, I know this one's going to be fun for Pete, an all-new Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique location has now opened at the Grand Floridian. And, you know, you can go online and you can find, you know, everything you need to know about this. And at this particular location, you can find the new Best Day Ever Mini Ears. Alrighty, well, that'll do it for the uh, news for this week. Before we dive into the main topic, uh, I'd like to pause for a moment to recognize our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, 
a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alrighty, the time has come to discuss one-hit wonders at Walt Disney World's attractions specifically because we, we've talked about park music quite a bit and there are some very good park music jingles, but this will focus primarily on the ride songs. So this is going to be a really fun topic. I don't know if you want to start, you know, top 10, do 10 to 1, or just kind of, you know, highlight a song and, you know, 10 songs. But I think that's the way I'm leaning because as I'm looking over this list we have, I don't know if I could do a top top 10 straight. I think it's just 10 of my favorites. Yeah, I think the best way to do it is we just kind of, we'll, we'll move through 10 kind of randomly. And uh, Matt, I'll let you go ahead and select first. So you can go ahead and start it up. So I'll start with one of my favorites, and it's a classic, and I know it, it can put some people to sleep, but it is There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. It's the theme song of the Magic Kingdom's Carousel of Progress. And I know you love this song, Tom, and if Pete was here, I know he does as well. But, you know, the song's inspiring, the song is catchy, and it really flows well with the entire ride experience. Yeah, this is one of those Disney songs that, while it's catchy and can get stuck in your head... If you're having a bad day, you can turn this song on and always remember there's a great big beautiful tomorrow uh, right around the corner. And and for obviously the Carousel Progress is one of my more loved attractions at Disney's Magic Kingdom. And it's something that I make a point to ride each of my visits there. The song itself is catchy. It's the tra- it's actually uh, most notably the transition between scenes of the Carousel Progress. But it certainly is the theme song throughout uh, throughout the entirety of the ride. And the animatronics in the Carousel Progress sing along with you. And by the end of it, the entire, you know, little theater auditorium room is, is singing word for word here. It, it doesn't take more than two or three scenes before everybody is singing. And that's what I love about it. It's a song that it fits for everybody. It fits for, you know, your grandmother that's visiting with you, your grandfather, but also your mom and your children and the entire family. It It's a song that, you know, just with the entire ride experience kind of encapsulates exactly what we're looking for at Disney World. Like, we're all excited for tomorrow. We're all excited for the things that are going to come. And the ride ex- itself actually shows that where we've come from, where we are now, and where we're going to go. And every day is beautiful, and every day you know, is going to be amazing every single day. So, Tom, how about you take the next one? What, what do you have here? Yeah, we're going to progress forward here. Uh, if that rings a bell for anyone in the Carousel Progress, obviously. Progress is uh, the underlying theme there. I'm going to go with one that's a little bit creepy, a little bit uneasy on the ears at times, and then unbelievably fun to listen to. I'm going to go with Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Without a doubt, this is this is the theme song that everyone walks away with. Uh, the graveyard scene is where I'd say this this song kind of hits the climax of of the fun. But it's uh, if you listen to it, if you listen to it not in the attraction, you know, at least for myself, I can place myself in the Haunted Mansion attraction, and I know exactly which part of it I would be on during this portion of the song. It is playing in the background almost the entirety 
of your ride through the Haunted Mansion. And the graveyard scene is by far where this song kicks it up a notch and becomes the catchy jingle that it is. You know, on our first Mendu Disney trip, we had two guys who had never done or had not done Disney World in years and years and years. You know, pretty much basically like they'd never been. And this was probably the song they walked away with as their favorite, you know, catchy jingle from an attraction. What's pretty cool here, too, is when recording the song, the organist actually played the song backwards to achieve the discord that the composer intended. The organ part that can be heard in the song is the tune played forwards. So it's pretty cool that a lot of forethought went into this song, but also just how catchy it is. And honestly, you know, as a, as a child, but also you know, an adult, I still get a little ting of uneasiness when I'm in the graveyard scene that, that Tom was just talking about. And it's about this song. The song is everything in a ride, I feel like. And I feel like the best rides have the best songs. Grim Grinning Ghost, it's a top 10 song that for Disney that I've known since I was four years old. And anytime it comes on, I think Halloween. I think scary. I think fun. I think, you know, just an amazing ride that I'm so glad I've been able to do so many times. One of the reoccurring themes here in One Hit Wonders is these songs are so catchy that you might just want to go ride the ride a hundred times just to hear the song again. You know what I mean, Tom? Yeah, I think think in this list there's only one song that I say is annoying, but it's not really because I always crack up when I'm doing the... I mean, it's... It's one of those songs that's so annoying to me that you end up loving it, if that makes any sense. And and, and I'll dive into that whenever we, we get to it. But uh, moving on from Grim Grinning Ghost, what is your next selection, Matt? There, there's a ride at Disney that has two songs in our top ten. And I'm going to start with my favorite of those two songs. And it's definitely zippity doo on Splash Mountain. The part of the ride where this song is, is you've you know just gone down the last big drop. Br'er Rabbit's been saved. It's an amazing, fun day. Everybody's out celebrating, and it just makes me happy. I don't know. like I can sing that song all day, every day, and it's a song that gets stuck in my head all the time. And just where the, the song is, where the song takes place on the ride is unbeatable. So I can tell a story here on this, this song. So I was going to first say this song is in a portion of the ride where everyone is celebrating and jovial and excited that Br'er Rabbit was saved. And everyone's kind of soaked, so it's really funny to look around at your family and friends. But as a child, this song meant I was done with Splash Mountain because I did not like Splash Mountain one bit as a child. I hated the big drop. It, it meant that I could smile because I was getting off of that attraction and not riding it the rest of the day. So it was kind of bit. It was a uh, the drop was horrible, and the song was almost where my celebration was like, oh my gosh, I can finally ungrip these handlebars because it's it's time to get off and. But now it's it's become one of the, the catchier, more catchy songs, I guess. Probably the catchiest song, in my opinion, for me on this list. Uh, it obviously originated from the 1946 film Song of the South. Uh, that's where Zippity Doodah first made its debut, and it fits very. It's very appropriate in in uh, Splash Mountain. And this is another one. You know, we talked about there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. This is another one that everyone in your log will probably start to hum or sing or tap their foot to, as they are in the log jam that is inevitable after this scene. Uh, so, and the, the river boat is really cool here. You know, seeing everyone kind of celebrate that that's kind of, that's kind of neat as well. I'll take two things from what you just said. The first one is, yeah, there is a log jam that occurs right after the big drop in this scene. But I honestly can't remember the last time I cared about it because I was just singing this song. Like, I don't know if that was, you know, intentional or unintentional, 
But one of the things I will also say is, you know, you take, you know, the miser of your family and go ride Splash Mountain and let them go through this scene. And if they weren't already in the Disney bubble, they're going to be in the Disney bubble after this. And the last thing I'll say, Tom, I hope when you were a little kid and you were terrified of this ride, your family made sure you were in the back right seat on the log so you could really just enjoy your your drop to the fullest and especially afterwards. I know my I know my good mother probably put me on the left to make this as pain free as possible. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to look back on some family photos, but I think I was on the left in a lot of them. One thing I'll also say, if you've listened to this podcast with any frequency, if we ever hear about you get on the right side of the log on Splash Mountain, you just need to turn in your Mendu Disney card and just <laughs> stop listening because we have harped on this and this is like the biggest funny thing you can do to a new person going to Walt Disney World, especially on Splash Mountain. You know, the sad thing is that I actually sat on the wrong side of the log each time we rode this attraction because the group of guys that, you know, the last trip that we, and, and obviously my wife goes, I, I try to protect her from the bad side of the log. And then, you know, I, you're going to get wet on this attraction. So it's kind of like, I'll just embrace it. You know, you don't, don't, uh, here's my piece of advice. Don't ride Splash Mountain if you don't want to be wet at the park. And at least you knew you were going to get wet. Like you were like, okay, I'm taking one for the team here. My wife, you know, she knows I love right. her because <laughs> I'm on the right side. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to go with one of the newer attractions at Disney World. And I'm going to say, uh, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to work we go. This would be the tune that you can find. You know, we should have done like trivia. Where can you find this tune? But this is a tune you can find on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And the scene that this one appears in is actually when you are in the mine, uh, the mine shaft. And you're going up and you have a, a small drop coming after it. However, one of the cooler features here is obviously the Seven Dwarfs are in in the... Uh, the area with you as well. And the animatronics are fantastic. The faces that they have are look just like the movie because of the technology in place there. And you see a lot of people clapping, singing, and trying to rock their individual ride, uh, the whole ride vehicle, I guess their individual little train, because uh, they're all independent of each other and they can rock right and left. So this is kind of a scene. I know, you know, anytime I ride this, it, it's always lean to the right, lean to the left, and see how much we can get this thing rocking. Uh, so this would be my next uh, song on the list, I guess. One of the fun things about this song in particular is people have been singing this song since 1937 when Snow White came out as an animated feature. So you might have the the longest, oldest song on Disney property in this attraction, which everybody's going to know this song. I mean, sometimes at the house when my wife and I are doing chores or we're you know, doing stuff around the house, I'll play this song just to like have a quick laugh and be like, off to work we go. And it, my wife will always crack up the first time I play it. But when I play it again the second time, it's not as funny. I, I love the song too, Tom. I think it's great. I think it's one of the most identifiable songs you know, that Disney has, especially the animated features. And it really hits on all cylinders for all guests. So this is a lot of fun. So let's go back to Splash Mountain really quick with my next, my next song in The Laughing Place. The Laughing Place for me... I was not so excited, kind of like you, Tom, when I was a young a young child, a youngster. I was always excited for the drop, but I wasn't really super excited. But the part where the laughing place is, where you have the water shooting over your head, and you're kind of going through this little area of the ride where a lot of characters are, it was a lot of fun. It kind of like set my mind at ease a little bit. And it kind of reminded me like, you know, Br'er Rabbit has 
you know, something up his sleeve. He's still happy. Like he's just on his way. And I think that that's the best part about this song. You know, it definitely is catchy, but it also kind of sets the, the rider at ease a little bit before some more ominous parts of the, of the ride. What do you think? No, this is without a doubt one of the best scenes in the entire attraction. Obviously, all the happiness going on around you and the laughing. I is... mean, the turtle, the turtle that's just hanging out like on a water spout. The, yes, the turtle in the water spout is very funny. Last time, there is a water spout that shoots from bucket to bucket above your head as you kind of roll through. Last time, unfortunately, that was not active. They were working on that. Uh, it does take away from the scene. I, I'll be totally honest. But aside from that, this is one of the best scenes in Splash Mountain. It's one of the best songs. And it's, again, one of those feel-good songs that everyone, you know, after eight seconds of being in there, five seconds of being in there, you start to sing along with. And most of the time, I mean, you're going to be on Splash Mountain most of the time with someone else who has done the attraction in the past. So they would already know the song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I know where Tom's going with his one of his next few songs, but I want him to save that one for last. So if he's picking up what I'm laying down, he'll save that one for last. So moving to the next song on the attraction list here, I like to claim that I'm a pirate myself, so I'd be remiss if I did not choose Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for me. That is obviously featured on Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean attraction uh, in Magic Kingdom. How can you not love this song? Especially with the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise that 100% encompasses this song as well. The, uh, you know, it's probably up there with another song on this list. So we'll say Zippity Doodah at least in popularity. And a lot of folks only know the opening line and the chorus, but that's okay. Uh, that That is okay. You know, you'll find yourself reaching reaching for the uh, bottle of rum with the Pirates if you uh, if you sing this one too often. One of the things that I love about this particular song and this attraction is just how it carries throughout. You know, there's different parts of the attraction where we're singing this song. And I, I just love, you know, the, the fun of this song because there's a lot of animatronics that are moving animatronics that are doing things and you kind of you kind of find yourself just watching the pirate life and then having this song in the background as the backdrop for what you're seeing and like the song kind of hits you later especially when you hear it a few times and what they've done with the live action films that's fantastic i mean i think the song might be better in the live action but it's only because i've seen it so many times and i've heard it so many times on the actual ride. I'm right there with you. No, I'm, I'm right there with you 100%. I think this is, without a doubt, one of the most well-known attraction songs. Because this, And a thing to point out about that, this is an attraction that a lot of, that everyone can, for the most part, ride. Uh, it's not, you know, where the height requirement is outlandish to get on uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. So, and the movies. People have seen the movies, and that certainly tied it in and, and only grew its popularity. So I'm right there with you. So what I will do next is I'm going to move over to Hollywood Studios. And I'm going to go with one that might be off like the off the this is Disney 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 and I'm going to go with Twilight Zone theme song for the Tower of Terror because do 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 like honestly that really can just sit with you for a little bit. And it's one of the first rides I remember at Walt Disney World where you know, they brought in some pop culture, something that was not Disney. And I honestly remember being a little creeped out by it. I mean, this and, you know, obviously Alien Encounter, um, two things that were just pure not Disney they brought in. But this is, a, this is a song, and this theme song in particular, resonates with everybody. Not just, you know, 
us, not just, you know, people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, everybody knows the Twilight Zone theme song, and it's just perfect. And one of the things I love about this attraction, too, is all the noise and all the sounds that you hear when you're actually riding. Like, the sound of the broken glass, like, that resonates with me. But it all starts with this theme song. Yeah, couldn't agree more. If you want to talk about creepy theme songs, and, and I know the, you know the Twilight Zone wasn't supposed to be creepy. It just kind of warped your mind. This is creepy. And it's 100% sets the mood for the attraction you're, you are about to, to ride. Yeah, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000%. I'm looking at our Google Doc right now, and Tom is frantically adding songs. that <laughs> We're going to have some honorable mentions because he is knocking it out of the park with these additions. I think that he's just... And he's doing a good job here. You know, when you start thinking so about when you well, when you start thinking about Disney songs and your favorite attractions, like you know, you you start out, and you make a list, and you're like, well, how can I leave this one off? How can I leave that one off? And that's exactly what Tom is doing right now. Well, we're going to continue to stick with the program here of our ten, and then we'll get to our honorable mentions. But one of them that I can't believe almost got left off. I actually just made a last minute change. Let it go from Frozen and Matt. And Pete could have issue with this because obviously it replaced one of their favorite attractions. But for the meaning behind this episode, we're talking about catchy songs. I don't care if you've seen the movie, haven't seen the movie, if you're five years old, if you're three years old, or if you're 70 years old. You you've heard, heard this Let song. It Go. You've heard this song. And that the scene in the attraction, I'm not going to spoil that, when this song makes it appear, makes its appearance is awesome. And oh, I mean, I I mean would, Tom, is there, I, I would imagine that this is the one song that when it comes on during the attraction, that 95% of people are singing. Yeah, I would I would be a liar if I said I didn't sometimes sing a note or two to, uh, to let it go when Elsa begins singing this in the attraction. So this is certainly one that makes the list. Matt, I know I don't believe you've had a chance to ride the attraction, but you know the no, song. No, but I, I know the song, and I know, so my wife's a teacher, but she's also, you know, she taught, you know, 5K, 4K, you know, in, in the summertime, and it's after school care. And this one song, she just says, every child knows, every child loves. And I can just imagine, like I've heard you guys talk about it. I know that this this song is just belted out by all the people riding this ride when they're on it. It's one that everyone can get behind. So with my my next my next one, then we're, we're slowly adding more and more songs, which is never a bad thing. Uh, I'm watching Thomas type away here on our Google Docs, which is awesome. Um, so one of the one of the ones I'll go to is kind of an under the radar ride, and it's one that you know we don't always recommend do it if you have you know limited time in the parks. But the Little Mermaid is fantastic, and everyone knows all the songs from Little Mermaid, and you know it's basically the Little Mermaid soundtrack with animatronics when you do the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So. That's what we're going to talk about now. And I mean, yeah, Tom, so, is, there, is there a single song on this on this soundtrack that you don't like? So yeah, Little Mermaid is a top three Disney soundtrack for me. I don't, if I had to rank them, I don't know how to do it. I mean, you, you certainly have Lion King in there and you probably have Beauty and the Beast in there as well. But th- th- there's two places, obviously, you can ride Little Mermaid. You can do that in Fantasyland and the Magic Kingdom, or you can go to the show at Hollywood Studios. And you would hear, for the most part, the, the same music and uh, on the attraction at Mount Magic Kingdom, it's obviously the kind of the studio or the soundtrack version. And then there in Hollywood Studios, all of Ariel's vocals are live. There, there's actually a live mermaid on stage singing them. So 
this this is another soundtrack that people recognize, and this is these are songs that, especially for the Disney nostalgia, in the folks that that have been around Disney for a while, this is a movie they remember. Obviously, I think it was eighty, it might have been eighty nine. It was in the late eighties that this movie released, I believe. So it's uh, it's one of those that have stuck around for a while. And again, I'm not saying it's the best attraction or the best show at Disney World, but I am saying it has some of the catchiest music that you'll find and you'll probably sing along with. But no list. Every list would be incomplete if it left this song off. And I alluded to this song earlier. We are now nine songs in. And the song that that we're going to hit, It's a Small World. I bet every person listening right now would would know exactly what I'm talking about. That it's annoying, but you love it at the same time. And every single person listening right now, Tom, said, Oh, well, I mean, It's a Small World. It's good, but is it top ten good? And then the entire time for this this countdown. What about it's a small world? You're not going to say it's a small world. You got to say it's a small world, even though it's so annoying. It's so extra, but I mean, you cannot ride this ride and it's, it's a long, it's a long attraction. I mean, this is like a seven minute ride, which is just the same course over and over and over again. And it stood the test. Different of time. languages. You yeah. hear it in different languages. You, you sometimes it's this attraction sometimes breaks down and you get stuck in the the twilight zone of it's a small world and it's the only thing you can hear and it's you, you almost so you here's the way I'd explain it when I when I'm a part of this attraction I ride it I think it's funny by the end of it I'm sick of the song it's stuck in my head now but then 10 minutes later as I'm walking around Disney World I'm either humming or singing it's a small world again so this song is one of those that just kind of sticks right in your uh, head it's probably the most famous quote unquote catchy tune on all of Disney property it's probably the, the most famous catchy tune and infamous tune on Disney property. But one of the things that I think is underrated about this song, especially on this attraction and, you know, just when you're in Disney World, is the fact that if you ride with an international person or an international group, when, when their native language comes on and they can sing the song, they really enjoy it. And it's, it's really enlightening for, you know, most people that, you know, are American. But just actually take that time and just... It's like when your national anthem comes on. Like, this is the national anthem of Disney World that everybody knows in their own native tongue. And, I, and I'll say this about it, too. It's not a bad attraction. It has a cool meaning to it. it the animatronics are, are neat. I mean, there are certainly different things to see in every scene. It's one of those things. It's one of those attractions where, you know, I'll give you an example. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I know where to go, where to look, where to shoot. Every single room of that attraction. It's a small world. I, can't, I constantly find myself wondering, sure, I may have a favorite animatronic here or over there. But you notice something different almost every time, especially if oh, you're yeah. like us and you're out of state and you don't go to Disney World, you know, weekly, like like maybe some of our folks who, who have the uh, in-state annual passes down in Florida could. Uh, 100%. No, no top 10 list would be complete, like you said earlier, without It's a Small World. Let's work our way to honorable mention here. And I'm going to start with an honorable mention that without this song, I don't think the attraction could exist. I mean, could you have the tiki 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 room without the song? No, I don't think you could. Another one that it's a fun song. It, it's one I've actually listened to when driving because it's funny. It's one of those, if you've done the attraction, you know exactly what's going on in it when you hear the different birds kind of leading this. And the song, it's, I mean, you walk out of this attraction singing the tiki 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 room. I mean, it's it sticks with you. Yeah, everyone everyone agrees with us here. I mean, people people now are in their in their car riding to work. They're on their exercise bike. They're running and they're singing 
Tiki, 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 it room. <laughs> the tiki, 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 it room. Yeah, so this is one that we had to put honorable mention because without this song, the attraction just would not exist. So, Tom, we each we each have two honorable mentions. What are you going to go with next? So, I'll go ahead and give a spoiler here. We had four total honorable mentions, and two of them were current attractions at Disney World, and two of them are, are shows or parades that are no longer at Disney that I think need to be mentioned. Um, so we'll, we'll go into my honorable mention, one little spark from figment. I don't think this is a good attraction. I'll be the first one to tell you that. I think without this song, I would never ride it, but this song keeps me, keeps me going back. And every visit to Epcot, I find myself visiting journey into imagination. And this song is one of those that gets stuck in your head as well. 100%. I mean, without, without this song, I think also this attraction, you know, would just be less like, you know what I mean, Tom? Like it's a great attraction and you know, you might not think it's great, but a lot of people do love Figment. And I just think where it is in the park, it's going to be difficult for you know people to find it, people to want to go to it consistently. But this song is great. I mean, it's a good one. I'm, I'm, it's a great honorable mention. Not top 10, but a great honorable mention. So my next one is actually going to be something that Tom thought about, and I'm glad that he put this on the list. And we often forget about parades in Walt Disney World, especially parades that are not currently running. But Spectrum Magic, that entire soundtrack for that parade was fantastic. I used to listen to that in the car with my mom, and you know we would just be on the way to school, and that was a little Disney magic for us. So yeah, so spe- right there with you, Matt and I are both at the age where Spectrum Magic was the most magical parade ever for a child, and so we both kind of fall into this category that that has to be. It's not, and, and maybe we're getting off topic. I mean, it's catchy for sure. It's something that gets stuck in your head, but this is this definitely plays to the nostalgia factor. And I'll go ahead and dive into my my last honorable mention, uh, Wishes. The song that was in Wishes was one of those that you hear it once, you hear it twice, you probably know the lyrics, and and it certainly stuck in your head because it helps tell the story of the fireworks show you are watching. I know if Pete were here, we'd be fighting him from adding Fantasmic, the entire soundtrack. He wouldn't just pick one song. Fantasmic's a great, a great show at Disney World, and that certainly has catchy music as well. But uh, that probably rounds out the rounds out the list there with our last two honorable mentions being Spectro Magic and Wishes. And I will I'll say also before we close this out, every every attraction of Walt Disney World has some kind of music, whether it's a song with lyrics or it's just an instrumental that really just makes the ride great. And sometimes it's just the screams of your 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 fellow you know fellow park guests when you're riding. Everest or you're riding Big Thunder, but there's always sounds, there's always things that, you know, people you know really just enjoy because it makes the ride better. No, I, I think that makes total and complete sense. I, I would totally agree with you that each attraction has its its little nuance or its little memory or, or thing must must see or, or can't forget moment. But we we figured we could pull out some of the catchier songs we thought at least, and we'd love to hear from you guys on Twitter or through email. Our Twitter's at Mendo WDW Podcast, and our emails at uh, emails Mendo WDW at Gmail dot com uh, with any of your suggestions. But uh, with that being said, I think it's time to close this thing out and go to the go to the secret and the trivia question of the night, which I guess falls falls on my shoulders. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you take that, Tom. Yeah, I figured. I figured as much. So doing uh doing the secret of the night. Did you know if you walk through to the back of the Canada Pavilion? You will find an abandoned mine and a waterfall. And this is something that I didn't even know because we actually had a trivia question at one point that uh, I think I was discussing an abandoned mine or a mine shaft. And 
A lot of our followers told me Canada did have one. I went exploring on my own and filmed that last time. So that's kind of a good did you know. Don't just bypass the Canada Pavilion. If you spend some time in there, you will find some neat uh, sights and sounds. But moving to the trivia question. So we're going to hit the trivia question last week for, first and then the trivia question for this week. Trivia question last week. What show will guests be able to view every night if they wait in the Magic Kingdom Park 30 minutes to an hour after the park has officially closed? We had mentioned this on the podcast. Pete alluded to that last episode. It is, of course, the Kiss Goodnight on the Castle. And what this is, it's, it's a miniature projection show uh, with some background audio uh, kind of dedi- uh, dedicates Disney World, and it's something that happens every night. And so we always suggest that you spend some time in the park after it closes to shop or to, you know, just get some extra park time. And this is something that you could look forward to as you shop and make sure you don't miss it. You know, hang out around the uh, hub or, or hang out right there on Main Street, and you should be able to see this. But moving to the trivia question of this week. Trivia question of this week. What is the only attraction at Disney World that has a non-U.S. flag flying permanently? Uh, Trivia question this week. Again, what is the only attraction at Disney World that has a non-U.S. flag flying permanently? Uh, Obviously, you can tweet us at mendowwpodcast or email us at mendowww at gmail.com with your guesses. I'll be honest. I had a couple, like, this is the first trivia question in a while that's really, like, stumped me. Like, I think I know the answer. It perked my interest. And... As soon as we get done, I'm going to text Tom and say, hey, is this it? Well, we'll see uh, We'll see if you can get it correct, Matt. Well, do you have anything else for uh, tonight's episode? No, it's gl- I'm, I'm so happy to be back. It was a lot of fun and can't wait for future episodes in the, in the future. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I can't wait for future episodes in the future. It's like when, when you go to like the grocery store or like, you know, anywhere and someone says you know, something and you say, oh, thank you too. <laughs> like, and it's just like, uh didn't work. That's all for us this week. Please tune in next week for more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, please tweet us or email us at mendowww.gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It certainly does help us out. And last but not least, thank you guys for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. And we'll see you next week.